0: Welcome back to another round of Demented Cast. I am, as always, your host, the Nomad Gamer. Joined with me is my co-host, Aaron. Aaron, how are you doing? How you been?
1: I'm fine. I, I'm I'm hanging in there. It's been it's been a few weeks, a shitty couple of weeks, but we but we we here. We got a bunch of great news coming in, and I'm happy to talk about them and to get into the thick of it because we have a lot of stuff coming in today.
0: Yeah, uh, did you did you see a particular clip? I know you probably don't play this game because of the game shit, but uh, did you see a little clip of our mighty Jane Foster in the Avengers game?
1: Yes, I have. And the clip in question is Captain America saying that the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents fear her. S.H.I.E.L.D. And they fear, Shield is um, down bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they want and they're afraid that jane foster might step on them and then jane foster corrects captain america of the context of that phrase
0: like i get it um i just want to say like i get it it's a funny joke but like am i the only one that just finds it a little weird that they had to add that into this game like, they purposely put this voice line in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, they've been listening
0: to our show, buddy. I don't know. I haven't really said I want Jane Foster to step me. Maybe Kate Bishop. You know, Speaking of Haley Steinfeld, she got... Yeah, that would be kind of weird. Speaking of Haley Steinfeld, she got a song coming out next week. Uh, she posted a little TikTok, and you know your man's was a... Uh, I needed to be resuscitated. Because um, that that, tick, that one TikTok... I got a problem. I need help. I need to go therapy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine. So, um, also, this Friday, Comic-Con's about to happen. So, what's happening at El Comic-Con? Uh, we
0: know Marvel's coming back. We know, most likely, like, Warner and DC are going to be there. And specifically, a report that I keep seeing today is that Henry Cavill is going to show up at Comic-Con to talk Superman. Uh, Aaron, we've never talked on your thoughts on like the DC universe, um, particularly the movies, and like what your thoughts are on the DC DC EU. God, I hate that acronym so bad. Um, but we've never really talked about it. How do you feel about Henry Cavill
1: as Superman? Henry Cavill deserves um, more. I mean, he's cool and the appearances that he is in but it's just the movies from the dc as a whole it just doesn't hit for me it's not fun you know like with marvel they know how to be fun but they know how to be dark at the same time there's a balance to that but with them it's just low energy low vibrations man and you know even man of steel i wanted superman to have hope this movie, I didn't get that. I didn't get that hopeful character. I didn't get the character that is willing to do the right thing at all costs. I didn't get that. I got that a little bit from Justice League, but Gross. that movie was shit. So, I mean, that that movie was shit. So, uh, it's, it wasn't for me. I was not the audience. And hopefully Warner Brothers will learn from that. Like, they learn with... Multiverse is, uh, yeah, no, Multiverse is, is back, uh,
0: I got to, I, th- I talked about it on, the, I think it was the last episode, which was way back in, what, June? Um, I, right, and... Yeah, I got way to back, in June, beta, like, uh, uh, back in June, like, a whole I lifetime ago, like a whole lifetime. I talked about it a little bit on the last episode, and um, it's, Open Beta started... Early access to the open beta started yesterday, and that's for, like, people who participate in closed alpha, if you, I think if you pre-purchase one of the packs or, like, versions of the game they have, you can get access early, or by watching Twitch streams with uh, drops enabled, so... You know, it started early. I think the full open beta starts next week. Is where next Wednesday, so a week from today. uh, A week from the recording of this episode, which is what what, what is it, July twentieth. Um. So a week from today, it will open to everybody. July twentieth. Yeah, that's not too bad. So fun! It's so much fun! It's refreshing and. Uh, it's a platform fighter. Think Smash Bros or Brawlhalla. It's going to be free to play. WB characters. You got your Batman, your Iron Giant, your Harley Quinn, uh, Arya Stark. Um, there's even two Steven Universe characters in there. So there's there's a good variety. And uh, so far, I played a lot of it last night. I got my Harley Quinn up to like level ten. My Arya is level five, I think. And Sitting back down to play it again, it's just, I'm going to say it right now, this is so far my favorite game to come out of this year.
1: Wow. I, like. That's 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 a big statement, man. And I, I, I truly appreciate that Warner Brothers is taking the amount of care in this game. Not only did they brought back the definitive voice actors, the definitive voice actors, like they managed to get.
0: Say it again for the people in the back. The <laughs>
1: definitive voice. Voice actors like you got Estelle, you got Vin Diesel, you got um, um, you got Tom the Tom dude Roy, who Tara Strong. Yeah, you got Tara Strong. You got um, Matthew uh, blah blah blah. His name is Matthew escaped. Lillard. Matthew Lillard. You got um, you got the guy who currently voices Macy Williams. Macy Williams. Yeah, you got uh the guy who voices Bugs Bunny, whose name escapes me right now. Filipino guy, I forgot. It will hit me. Um, you got Tom and Jerry, who <laughs> doesn't have a voice actor. So you know what? That's Also, cool.
0: hold on. While we're on Tom and Jerry, if you main Tom and Jerry, fuck you. <laughs> Uninstall the game. Okay? <laughs> I utterly hate Tom and Jerry players. It's nothing personal. Except for it's very personal.
1: I, I mean, <laughs> like, they're two characters in one. Like, you're literally getting jumped.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Also, um... If anybody from WB Games hears this episode, I do want to throw this out there. I think that the open beta compared to the closed alpha is running a lot smoother. It plays a little bit better. There's still some um, like latent- latency issues when I'm loading in, like setting up custom matches with my friends. Uh, we're having a lot of latent- latency issues in custom matches. But overall, so far, it's running very smooth. Uh, I think some of the characters that kind of need to be adjusted or reworked are probably like iron giant some of his attacks are just like he's very overpowered he's very strong uh, also why why did you design this character to be that tall on the screen it gets so frustrating
1: it's like citadel um, and marvel vs catcom 2 it's it's meant to be unfair man
0: yeah yeah um And then I think like Superman could use a little bit of adjusting, and um, but overall, I love the way these characters. Each character feels unique, and their different combo systems they have. Um, There needs to also be an adjustment to monetization for this game. Um, I have a feeling in this game and unlocking characters in this game.
1: I think there's going to be um, maybe specialized packs in the new future, but maybe not. WB is learning the lesson about um, those types of things and, you know, those predatory practices. But, you know. Right. Like, I think, I mean,
0: from what I've played so far, from both the closed alpha and what I played last night during the uh, open beta they have such a strong, solid game here. I wouldn't even say foundation because like they have a good game in general that um, I think they just need a couple tweaks here and there. Maybe a couple characters need to be a little bit nerfed, not too much. just nerfed a little bit in certain areas and they're off to a fantastic start. Um, it would be cool to also have very open communication in the future about future updates. Like, giving us actual roadmaps and telling us, like, we're dropping heroes every three months or every six months or every other month. Like, stuff like that. That very open communication. Don't drop a new character every month or every other month, please. Every three months, I think, is the perfect time to drop a character. Hmm. If you can, obviously. But, yeah, no. Multiverses is off to a great start. Uh, If you want to play it and you don't have access right now... Again, it, it opens up to everybody to jump on on July 27th.
1: Yeah. So. And the game is free. F R E E, free. And there's heroes. And speaking of heroes, we have Spider-Man Remaster on the, the PC. Hero. Yes, the greatest hero. The number 1 hero.
0: Yeah, uh so Spider-Man Remastered, as we all know, is getting ported to PC. Another reason for Sony fanboys to piss and moan. um, Even though, like, I don't... I will never... Don't get me wrong, I have a PlayStation. I've played mostly on PlayStation my whole life. I've had a 360. But after the 360 era, I've been on PlayStation ever since. But I will never understand this mindset that Sony fanboys have of wanting to whine and cry... When one of their games goes to another platform like PC. Like you all love this game so much. Why not allow other people to finally get to play it. Who maybe don't have a PlayStation. And they said hey I'm building a PC. Because it's 10 times better. Uh, but anyways. Spider-Man Remaster for PC. Went on pre-order today. And already jumped to the number 2 spot on Steam. From what I could see. Which, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Um, I know a lot of people said this was a game of the year contender when it came out in 2018. I didn't think so. I think it's a really good, solid game. I just don't think it's game of the year contender. But uh, yeah, I'm not surprised it went to number 2 for pre-orders already. I think God of War also did crazy numbers when it went on pre-order and on sale on PC so
1: yeah also Spider it's available you can pre-order the game yeah you can pre-order the game also um next week on Netflix Spider-Man The Original Spider-Man trilogy is going to be on Netflix and you know really? you know Netflix you know with all their th- problems we 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 both watched Resident Evil on Netflix
0: all right all right i you know what should we get your thoughts out of the way first or mine? Okay, I don't, I don't know because I feel like I feel like watching the internet talk about this show. I feel like I'm in
1: the outlier position. <laughs> you know what? So I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm gonna talk about the good stuff first. So okay, I like Resident Evil to a point, but um, it's a solid B minus. Actually, it's. It's pretty solid for the story that it wants to tell, but man, this show this show plays it fast and loose with the with the lore, and I mean, it's getting to the point where you know there's a difference between playing fast and loose with the source material, but when your producer says that it's connected to the games, I'm like, I don't know about that. But the actor that played Wesker was great. He, they, they didn't have to put him in a wig, man.
0: Can I, can I, can I, can I interrupt? Or <laughs> are you talk, wait, are you talking about the scene? I think you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> okay. All With a right. bootleg so. blade. <laughs> Bootleg Wesley Snipes, <laughs> but legitimately, legit. I was watching that episode, and he comes down the stairs, and I was like, "Hey, yo, Blade!" <laughs> and I immediately paused it, sent a Snapchat to one of my buddies, and I was like, "Discount, <laughs> discount Wesley Snipes."
1: <laughs> oh no, what? no, no! It ain't Blade. It's butter knife. <laughs> butter knife. <laughs> it's butter knife um yeah <laughs> but <Go ahead. laughs> but i mean <laughs>
0: you're
1: but i mean like you know it, it kind of breaks some believability a little bit but i mean it's fine for what it was i mean like if you don't know shit about resident evil it's fine you'll you'll find some enjoy it, it it's fine um i mean it's made for a so- mass audience so you know if you're a fan of the games there's some great moments in there but you know if you're, so, if you pay attention really to the lore, quick, it, they, it'll hurt your brain.
0: Really quick, I want to interject here, really quick, because I think honestly we might have similar viewpoints on this show than what we initially thought when we were talking about it before we started recording. Um, because I would also agree that I would give it probably a B minus. Like, it's not terrible. Like, I don't think this show is utterly trash. I don't think it's bad. I think the CGI is really good for having a $25 million budget, um, and for those who don't know, because, Aaron, I hate film Twitter so much. I don't think you understand. I hate them so much, because people will... And I'm sure you've noticed it as of late, where, like, everybody just wants to shit over CGI and say, this thing is bad because the CGI is bad, even though half the time the CGI is fucking fine. Um...
1: And everybody wants to take like shots from certain movies and say it's bad. I mean, like you're taking right. a frame.
0: Yeah, you're taking a frame, which I've always maintained. Um, like superhero shows on either the CW or Amazon or HBO Max will always release these still images for characters, and I'm always I always tell people because they'll be like, "Oh, the CGI in that image looks terrible," or "Oh, that suit looks bad." It's like okay but like that suit is also shot in the real world before they actually go in and mess with it and tune it up with vfx like i don't think all these people complaining there there might be some who actually do know what they're talking about but i feel like on the internet majority or these people don't understand actually what vfx work is doing and what a budget is for a film your budget is for your entire production. That is not just what you're spending on VFX. They did not just spend a $25 million check just for their CGI VFX. That is for their entire production.
1: Yeah. Um, and it can be expensive, so buddy.
0: It can be very expensive. And I think a lot of people also are still living under the parameters that we're no longer in this pandemic, which we very much are. A lot of these people are still working from home and that takes a very big toll on the workload. So I think for the budget, for the show, I think the CGI was fine. It was cool seeing um, how they brought in the dogs, uh, how they did the liquors, And you can definitely tell that VFX had to use some tricks, which I'm sure you know of. You know, putting a heavy CGI sequence in the dark to kind of mask some of it. Um, But yeah, what did what did you think about that scene? By the way, because I'm very interested to hear other people's thoughts on the
1: liquors. Oh, I thought the liquors were terrifying. Like they were well made. Like that was one of the better parts of the show. Like I said, it's it's a B minus. It's not it's not awful. It's not god awful. It's just. You know, there's some stuff that breaks the lore, and it kind of stretches believability. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes, you know, some shows you got to turn your brain off. But when you like Resident Evil and just got into the lore, it kind of just hurts your brain. It's kind of like when they got an actor that looks like Carlos, but they cast him as Chris Redfield. It's kind of confusing. I'm referencing that terrible um, movie that came out earlier last <laughs> year. By the way,
0: I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot about that movie because fuck that movie.
1: It yeah, like shit. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> that that hurt my brain. Sometimes you know you. Sometimes the the small details just makes my brain hurt. I mean, like if you're a casual of Resident Evil, it's fine. You can enjoy it. There's a lot to enjoy. It's a nice um day to binge. It's not. It's not that so bad. I. I'm, I'm actually
0: glad you said that specifically because that was one of my big things with it where I was like, I think a lot of the people who are shitting on this are like gigantic Resident Evil fans. They know everything about this series or like typically if you ask them a question, they're going to be able to fire off that answer almost right away, which I've never been. I love the franchise. Um, I've been watching. I used to watch my mother and my aunt play it when I was a kid. I've played several of them. I sat with my father and my uncle while they played Resident Evil, I think it was 6, which, fuck that game. Um, And I love where the franchise is now. Yeah. Um, But I think that a lot of diehard Resident Evil fans are going to hate this show because I think it doesn't... I think a lot of people when they hear the name Resident Evil or even any video game franchise they hear that name attached to some kind of live-action version of it whether it's a show or a movie are going to just want that they're gonna want that game and I commend this production for doing something outside the box now you said the directors came out and said it's supposed to be connected I have not personally seen anything about that, so I was under the assumption that this was supposed to be its own thing, not connected to the games. Yeah, it would have been. That is the case? It would have bumped it to is,
1: to just a regular B if it if it was right. its own thing. But when they said that, that takes a minus because it. Like I would just say, it it, like, like it,
0: how how does this fit in? how
1: <laughs> how like uh i mean how it it hurts my brain so much it's like how why do they make Wesker w- look the way he does Wesker with right. the bl- uh, uh, butter knife <laughs> uh
0: i will say though oh, another man. commendable thing about this series is the acting from all these actors i think they are giving it like their best they're giving some of i mean some of these people i don't actually know but like for lance reddick who plays albert wesker in the show he's giving such a great performance in this show And like spoiler alert but he's they're clones of albert wesker and like him getting to play those different clone versions of himself just really shows what kind of actor he is and how versatile he is as an actor and i think he's giving a better performance than a lot of what i've seen him in so i commend commend him so great for what he's done on that show
1: yeah he's also great in her in the horizon games yes which i never did a review for so well Uh, there's your opportunity There's your opportunity. And speaking of um, horizons, friend of the show, anonymous dropped an album recently. It's great. Can we can can we say he's friend of the show? I mean, I guess yeah, he is a friend. Talk to him. I I spoke to him a few times. Like there was there was something that was going to happen, but it didn't materialize. But hopefully, I will get that opportunity again. Aeon is is a good friend of the show. Good dude. Smart dude. People underestimate how smart that man really is. He he's got he's Albert Einstein low key. And also I saw um Aeon's recent um interview with T B H. That was great. Where they sit down and actually talk about the album. But Is that, Al? I didn't yeah, that out? Yeah, it was on Twitch. It was on Twitch. Um they played it um, yeah, they played oh, on Twitch. So it was it was a good interview. Um Aeon was dropping gems. But this album, he was dropping a lot of gems. But I'm gonna let you talk about the album a little bit more.
0: So let me bring up Spotify real quick, so I can remember. Because I think I said this when we did talked about Kendrick's album that I'm horrible at remembering it, song
1: titles. That's all right. Um, but he was clever. So let me bring up the. He album he was quick. clever with the title the the names of the album. So. Uh.
0: So yeah, Anonymous dropped a new album, Anago. It's, I think, this is close. It's started to become maybe my favorite project he's dropped. It's it's really hard to say though because I absolutely love um,
1: what is it? Your Messy or No Threat? Um, I think it's Your Messy. I love that album. That that's hard to
0: top. I absolutely yeah, I absolutely love your meshi. It's one of those things where it's kind of like I feel when somebody asks you, hey, what's your favorite Prince album or what's the best Prince album, you automatically have to be like, Hey, can we uh, can we take Purple Rain out of this? Uh, but I think the more and more I listen to Anago, I keep raising it on my list. And I think it's every Track on here, it's nine tracks. Every track on here is stand out to me. Like every single one stands out. He did um, it, they don't sound like what he's done before. Like they feel like what he's done before, but also feel like he is truly trying to evolve his sound.
1: Yes, and I believe that he think? has done all the production on this project. So he has a hand yes. Yes. of how everything was created because, um, he gave us a preview of his production method in one of the interviews and how he deconstructed his rhymes to fit that mood. So it's great to hear him in his own curated sound that is very controlled. So you know what? I enjoyed that. Yes. Um, but what is one of your favorite tracks on this album? So it actually
0: like comes down to two. Only God Forgives and Dear God are... Um, I think my favorites and it's really uh, tied between both of them I think more often than not Only God Forgives kind of comes out on top and a kind of standout track that's like an honorable mention for my favorite track off of this album would be Wonderland ooh,
1: ooh, okay okay so we, we actually got a very similar list so my favorite tracks um, was Wonderland, Dear God and Only God Forgives and one thing that I liked about Only God Forgives, that it fits so well with Take What You Need from Your Like if you hear those songs back to back, it it just completes his um his journey as a person. And if you if you don't know Aeon's backstory, th- this will give you just an idea of what he went through in between your Meshi and now this album So I really like the fact that he's showing Not only development as an NC But you can see his spiritual development as well Especially from Dear God and Wonderland Like yes. you can see the spiritual development Because a lot of people don't talk about spiritual development And all that stuff That That's a whole deeper conversation We'll, we'll probably talk about that in the bonus episode check that one check that uh, one
0: out when it comes out <laughs> and like i think it's absolutely genius of him to start this album with morpheus something that's very heavy hitting it's something that like you could absolutely um play or perform during a concert and get the crowd really hyped and then ending it with Nago, which also kind of similarly plays to that but also is much more uh Story. Like there's much more story to it. And I think it, just the way that he starts the album and finishes the album is absolute perfection, in my opinion. And yeah, I I can't get enough of this album. I will definitely have to go back and listen to uh Yurameshi. What was it? What um you say Take
1: What You Need on Your mission, Take what you need. Take what and you and then need, play the God album? Forgives and then you'll see that whole pattern.
0: Yeah, I will definitely have to do that after the recording, um, but yeah, it's. I think if I was to rank all of his projects, uh, I think if I was to rank rank all of his projects, let's see. I'm gonna let you go for. Oh, okay, you know, okay. You know,
1: so. This um okay let let me man cuz this is hard do you consider um do you consider baja do baja do before the night is over an album or is it an EP
0: Yes I mean it's I think it's technically an EP but I'm considering Okay okay
1: it So uh, for the best one I still think your is great I think the chemistry between him and um and down and down down, down, downtime downtime i think it's downtime downtime i think like. downtime's production really complement each other's and like he was just rapping and i just like that album i don't know i grew up i grew with that album um i think um number two i'm gonna say this album i think this album is a good number two but it also shares a spot with um no threat no threat it was just come on now it has some of its best song no, no threat, threat.
0: <laughs> the way the way I always described no th- there is no threat to people that I when I tried to get them to listen to anonymous it was no th- there is no threat is essentially a non uh, it's his step into his villain arc almost. That's what I that's the vibe I've always gotten from it. Mm, that that's an yeah. interesting. And not villain arc in the sense, not villain arc in the sense that you might think, but more of just like it's really him stepping into that role of like I'm going to do my own thing, like I'm going to do Yeah,
1: things. that that was uh that, that was mindset. him just stepping out of the shadows. Um but for me, yeah. I think um I think um hmm there is no threat. I feel like this that album is his um it was written or his um Good Kid Mad City because Good Kid Mad City is a second yes. album of Kendrick Lamar. So Yeah, yeah it felt that's fe- that's a, that's yeah, a good kid. It comparison. felt like a good kid Mad City type vibe, but from Aeon's perspective. And I actually like that. And with um, this album that we're talking about, I think this is his damn. And I think this is going to be his financially successful. I think this is going to get him. This he's gonna be a star. This mm-hmm. man's gonna be a star. Like Denzel Curry was hundred percent right. Aeon is a star.
0: You think uh you think Anago might finally be what makes XL finally wake up and put him on the yeah. freshman cover? Even though like he shouldn't be on a freshman cover anymore, but hey, we'll take yeah what we we'll take can what get, we can right? get. Like I want I want to see I want to see him grow and become a household name. Like I want to be able to talk to somebody that maybe like I'm mute I'm, I'm acquaintance with because of work, and they go, "You hear this person anonymous?" Like that's where I finally want him to see him be because. He absolutely deserves it. He puts in the work and the time and the effort. And if you follow him on Instagram, you, you would be always. Yeah, to see
1: that. like, um, I see Aeon 20 years from now. In hip hop, he'll still be doing great shit 20 years from now. There, there ain't no doubt about it. I see him working with Griselda. I see him working. I see him working. He He's going to take this hip hop shit the wheels fall off So I already know that Aeon's going to be He's going to be An amazing artist I think that he's going to be He's going to be An artist's worst nightmare Like <laughs> he, He's going to make sure that His verse is going to be number one
0: Aeon I think Right now from like From the outside perspective Like our perspective looking in I feel like is that artist that has ga- garnered a lot of success, but he's still at that point where this one big artist might be talking to someone. He's like, "Hey, yo, this guy right here, he's it. You wanna, you wanna try to get him on your camp? Like, you want, you want him?" Like, and I think even not even twenty years from now, like, in maybe five years to ten years, he, I think, will be at that level of. He's a household name. We're seeing him getting like big recognition in um, multiple radio stations, multiple podcasts. Like big people talking about him. Oh yeah, like I, I um, and I think I think you're right. I think I think Anago is that album that will finally finally break him into that. Yeah, point I, I I have a feeling of this
1: fairly. <laughs> I have a feeling that he's name. either going to get a Drake verse or he's going to get um not nah, not a Drake verse. I think a Push T verse will fit more. Within style,
0: yeah, I think I think Pusha T would work more with his style. Than Hell, Drake. maybe maybe even uh, hey, hey, a if Drake, if Drake wants to if Drake wants to do something with him, fine. Like, because <laughs> that's just you know bigger eyes on him. But uh, Pusha T, would oh yeah,
1: that that would sound amazing. Like, yeah, I can tell that that will sound great. But um. But speaking of um, speaking of that, I'm gonna transfer. Back to your list. I'm gonna transfer um, this to Kid Cudi's two albums. I didn't know he dropped two albums. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 wait, whoa. Whoa? Hey, hey, wait, whoa, Did whoa, he drop whoa, whoa. two albums? Hey, hey, you didn't finish your. You oh, didn't finish your I list. didn't. Okay, okay, didn't your, okay. Didn't let you.
0: I didn't let you slip right oh, away from yeah? that.
1: Okay, okay. So I said, um, number one is Your Meshi. Uh Number two was Inalgo. Um, number three. I've been fighting with this one for number three, but I'm gonna put before the night is over and then it's vice city but they're all equally good albums it's just like the replay replay value yeah replay value like um I cannot listen to vice um, City as individually he made that album as a one complete story
0: yeah i I will agree and so. Our lists are fairly similar, I think. Because, for me, Yurameshi right now is still number one. I think that's still his best project he's ever done. Inago is a very, very close second to that. And then, of course, it goes, there is no threat. But I think I would put Vice City over uh, Before the Night is Over. As much as I love Before the Night is Over, I even went out... Uh, I have a co- I bought a CD uh, for both There's the Threat and Before the Night is Over, Anod. Uh, I need to know when you drop in the CD version of Anago, because I will 100% support you on that. Uh, but I bought both of those, and I bought a sweatshirt for Before the Night is Over. I just think I'm very much the type of person that I love when artists make an album that way, where, yeah, maybe, maybe some of the songs don't work just f- putting on... As a one-off listen, but I think I very much love the complete album that is just going to tell a story front to back. Like oh that. yeah, like that. Uh, that's an album. I think Vice City is such a such a complete project. It's so good.
1: Yeah, as a complete project, it's amazing. Okay, what about your favorite Aeon Lucy's? Okay, I I got I I got.
0: Oh, <laughs> you doing this? Oh thing? yeah,
1: I know exactly the ones that I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the War in the War in the East. War in the East. That's, oh, a, good that's one. a good
0: one. I haven't listened to that. Oh
1: one yeah, really War wow. in the East. Um, Radical Forever Freestyle. The Freestyle, not the not that song. Hold on, can I get the Freestyle? Radical Forever Freestyle. Can I? Can I guess yeah. one? Is it the Evangelion X? Yeah. That one's actually number four. Even, I knew it. <laughs> Evangelion X. And uh, <laughs> from Urameshi, I will say Gundam Wing because it felt like a Lucy. It didn't felt a part of the album, but it was nice addition. So, Gundam Wing and then Evangelion X. Those are my four. It's the name. It's the name of that track. So uh, no. That's really no, sad. it's the vibe. <laughs> I really think that the production on that was well-made. And how he writ, how he written that? How how he um, his delivery on that song was really good too. So I mean, I can't really front on the Lucys. Yeah,
0: um, I think for me, if we're talking like singles, um, War in the East, War
1: in the East is definitely one of
0: my favorites. I mean, can we? Is there a does Radical Forever count? Uh,
1: the Freestyle or the actual track?
0: Whatever I'm looking uh, at. Is there a difference? It's been so long since I listened to this one versus the one on the actual
1: album. So the Freestyle... Is there yeah, a difference? Yeah, he shot a video for the Freestyle, not for the actual song itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the Freestyle is great.
0: Actually, I would put Radical Forever as an honorable mention. Um, I would probably say War in the East. Uh, Green and Rockstar, I think I just, those two I loved. Like in 2019, so I'm gonna get a little personal here uh, for a moment. I lost my stepdad in 2017, and so my 2018 was real rough for me. And 2019 was supposed to be my year where I kind of like had a bounce back moment and so green and rockstar when he dropped those just hit a lot different for me when he dropped them and so i think a lot of it has to do with that but i would say war in the east green and then Ooh. rockstar are probably my top three like go-tos for singles that he has
1: that's actually pretty dope That, that's such a really dope list, so I, I agree with that. I forgot about Green. That was on um, 2K. Green and Rockstar, those two NBA yep. 2K.
0: Yeah, they were. Um, do you got any final thoughts, though, on Inago? Anything, if Anon is listening to this, anything you want AI, to, say you to Anon, you did a great job.
1: Keep doing your thing, man. I'm going
0: to pretty much just double down on that uh just keep being you um yeah keep doing your thing because what you're doing is working and uh yeah i i I don't i'm just gonna double down on what i heard yeah it's a
1: double down like uh yeah we're gonna double down on that one and speaking of double boom 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 boom, kickhuddy released two albums question mark I need some context uh, because so, I, I'm I've fallen behind with the Kid Cudi wave. Ever since being bullet to heaven I couldn't really listen to uh Kid Cudi Project fully.
0: I was just I was about to ask you, are you are you or were you at any point like a big Kid Cudi fan?
1: I honestly was a casual, like. Mm-hmm. Casual.
0: Um I can understand that. I absolutely love Kid Cudi. I remember my brother is the one that kind of my brother introduced me to a lot of um, hip-hop rapper hip-hop and rap star artists and he he introduced me to Kid Cudi and Tech 9 and he introduced me with Kid Cudi's Mr. Rager from Man on the Moon Uh, Man on the Moon 2 right yeah so I absolutely love that song ever since I listened to it I have loved kid Cudi and his music i think it hits a certain level of just kid Cudi makes that type of music that you just want to sit down and you want to vibe to like a lot of it typically isn't going to be music you're going to want to really get up and move to a lot of it is vibe music uh, Man on the Moon Three was my album of the year. If that tells you how much I like Kid wow. Cudi.
1: So I'm looking at the track list and I'm like, oh, a kid named Cudi. That's that's old. That's old music. The boy who fell. Yes. So that's who flew why. To the Moon. All this is like the best of kid- Why did he just call it the best of Kid Cudi?
0: <laughs> right. That I mean, like the naming of it, I kind of get, but. 'Cause a lot of these are from his Man on the Moon albums. I think maybe all of them. I'd have to go back and actually look through his entire discovery. I think most of these though are from his Man on the Moon like saga. Yeah, the
1: Man on the Moon Years and, and a little bit of speeding bullet to heaven. Why did he have that song there? I Yeah. Bruh, no. And uh, there's like a couple <laughs> of songs from Wizard, like I mean, it's it's cool. Uh I mean like they're not really albums so They're just why... um, A blast for the past and all that stuff There's nothing wrong with that I mean it's cool For those for those
0: listening On my notes I have New in quotations Because it's not really a new album It's basically him going Here's a greatest hits album Why it's just not labeled Greatest hits Beyond me but it's Kid Cudi He's going to do what he's going to do Uh, however, it is nice to have some of these songs all in one album together, because sometimes I do just want to listen to, say, Pursuit of Happiness or Mr. Rager, and like, I don't know, I think, I think it's nice, um, it was a little weird, especially because he said it's a volume one, and that a volume two should be out in, like, November, December time, And then he dropped another album. I think a week after that one, I won't speak too much on because I haven't really sat down to listen to it. But I also like I'm seeing ones on here. It's it's called a kid named Yeah. That
1: was his um, first mixtape. That came out like a little bit before the the uh, 2007 uh, freshman. Yeah, 2007 freshman.
0: Oh, so this is a... Yeah, that is not new. This is
1: old stuff. This is before Day and Night. This is before he got signed. This is before... This is content before he met Kanye. So this is a mixtape. Okay,
0: this makes... This makes more sense now. So this must have not been on stream. Yeah,
1: this wasn't on streaming services because he was rapping on other beats and fresh beats. This was Kid Cudi coming up. This is the Kid Cudi that I remember before he was signed up. This is before 808s and Heartbreak. Right. And it's a different sound. And you can tell that it came from a whole different era. So if newer Kid Cudi friends listen to this, they'll be like, wow, he's rapping a lot more than singing in this. And, you know, that's kind of a cool thing. So. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay, because I was listening to this, and I feel like I've heard some of these before, but i it's been so long since I might have heard these that I just didn't recognize them. And I had never actually heard of this mixtape that he did. Okay, that clears it up. People are going to fucking call me a fake Kid Cudi fan, I swear. Um, but yeah, so he dropped these, and originally, the reason I put it on here is because originally when he announced... Uh, The Boy Who Flew To the Moon, Volume 1 I thought it was going to be a whole new album And I was getting super hyped No,
1: he's dropping Interstellar Just to
0: get on and be like Oh, this is the greatest hits of Kid Cudi I mean Cool You kind of got my hopes up A little bit and this is kind of mean But You know, it is what it is I think it's fine Um, I do hope that him putting a kid named Cuddy in this kind of greatest hits album out. I hope that means that we might see a new. Yeah, album, he so. just
1: announced it along <laughs> with the movie. Yeah, Wait, what? In, in a, Interstellar. You? We talked about it last. Or no, was no a last podcast. Was, no, with, that was. But that was a. It was the movie and the album. But that was a tight. Ty- it's a movie and an album. That's why you're having all these guest oh. features in the movie like Tiana Taylor all them folks. They're a part of the album.
0: No I'm I, sorry I was speaking more like a like genuine Kid Cudi. I don't know. Maybe I'm not. Not a soundtrack saying, an uh,
1: actual but album album.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like a full length album that you would typically expect an artist to drop.
1: Yeah, We might get that soon. Not something tied to the movie. Possibly. You never know. Like, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of cool on Kid Cudi. No offense to him, he it's fine. Um, I uh, what uh, what other songs? Uh, what other albums are you listening to right now? Because I got a few that I've been listening to. What? I got two.
0: What are the albums? Yeah, cause there's to? some. Uh, I've been going back. I would. I've been going back while I write and stuff. I've been going back to Kamikaze from Eminem. And then another one I've kind of been going back to is Milky Way from Boss, who quickly became one of my like favorite artists from Dreamville after I heard, uh, what is it, Dopamine. So I've been kind of going back to Milky Way and Kamikaze. Hmm.
1: That's actually a good list. For me, I was listening to Brett Fraser's um, Wasteland album, Toxic Toxic as hell, but I enjoy it. It's it's really. I was gonna say, you
0: sure you, you sure you should be listening to? I mean, like
1: after I, the few weeks. I mean, you had? it's not it's not, you know, it's not. I don't participate in those toxic behaviors, but it's good. Like his songwriting's really gotten better over the years. I like it. Um, I also been listening to Panama Jane's Hibachi Three. Now I like that album. Which one? Um, Panama Jane's Hibachi Three album. She is from Atlanta, and she's really good. She's really good. Her she makes bangers, and I mean, like you, you play that in the car, and it it will slap. Pimps don't cry. is a banger. Oh my god, it is. She she's super talented. Oh, she's also super hot too. The other thing, I- and you know, she she might. Uh, no, no, I ain't gonna say it on podcast, but you know, it's the typical phrase that you say.
0: We should we should just rebrand demented cast into because I swear every episode we're simping on somebody. Yeah,
1: I mean I- I'll be simping on um, Panama Jane. Like uh, yeah. She's super hot. Uh go check out her What
0: so- what album is it that I have saved on my Spotify from her? I think I have an album saved.
1: Yeah, but um Panama J, aka Spice, uh, Spice Girl Jane, like uh yeah, she's dope she's super dope she she is a MC at heart but she also like a bad anime and anime waifu too she she's a dope MC that's also anime waifu
0: I think the only other like full album that I've been kind of going back to and listening to again is uh <laughs> I don't, know what the, I don't know what this is going to say about me or what people are going to say about me after this, but uh, I've been going back and
1: re-listening to Hamilton. Hey, recently. nothing wrong with Hamilton. It's a dope so, production.
0: I love Hamilton. I got I got to see it. On, of course, I didn't get to see it when it was originally at Broadway with Lynn, but uh, it came here to Omaha, and I got to see it at the Orpheum Theater. and It's... It's breathtaking I, I absolutely love it I love that production and yeah so yeah I know if for any of those listening right now though if you haven't listened to any of the artists we listed which I feel like most of the people that are listening to this probably also already know of Anon uh, but if you don't listen to him, it's anonymous it's A N O N y-m-u-z um most of you probably know about kid cuddy uh listen to boz b-a-s he's from dreamville he's great
1: Hmm. that is
0: but uh that's all i had for our music section of the show aaron you got anything Uh, that's it
1: like um outside of those albums i kind of just been floating in the ether in terms of that
0: i yeah, I've just been. I have, I always make a yearly playlist of songs that come out in that year. I've just been kind of listening to the songs that came out this year.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I'm gonna let you do the next transition for this one.
0: <laughs> now, nah, I'm horrible. That's at these. okay, we that's really okay. I, 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 that's anymore.
1: why I'm giving you practice, buddy. That's why I'm giving you some practice. Uh,. <laughs>
0: But uh, yeah, now we've we moved away from music. We're done with music for a little bit, I guess. And uh, it's time to talk about the gaming news, because DementiCast was always meant to be a gaming podcast first. Uh, gaming will always, always sort of come first. And uh, there's been quite a bit of gaming news since the last episode. Uh, Nintendo had to direct. There's some Xbox news, some PlayStation news, and some... Assassin's Creed news, which... ah, That franchise, I love it. That's all right, man. uh, To start, though... To start, though, uh, Aaron, did you get a chance to watch the Nintendo Direct Mini that happened last month during Summer Games Fest? Uh,
1: I kind of fell asleep during that, but... um I, I watched. Uh, <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. I, don't I mean, blame I, you. I, I I literally passed out, and I was like, eh, "What happened?" And I saw like Nears coming out, and I'm like, "Cool," you know, two B. I sent for two B. So you know what? Cool.
0: I I gotta try to show you one day, like grab a like video or something. I have a cool dope two B art piece that I bought from somebody from a convention. I think it was last year during Dallas at fair. It better level. not be it better not
1: those... be 2B as of uh, in a questionable situation. No, no, it's PG. It's okay. It's PG. So it's, it's her PG. fighting, right? It's uh, her kicking ass, right? No,
0: no, it's her it's her uh what's the what's the dude android?
1: Uh, S9. S9 and then the other uh, you know, 2A, 2A. Stop I I, I still haven't finished. Oh, okay, okay, it. that's alright.
0: I love the game though. I do. I already love this game. But oh, I still uh, it. Um, So
1: you haven't done any of the endings, or you got a? No, oh, boy, you got a long way to go, man. You you, it's like six six endings, bro. You you gotta.
0: Oh, I know. No, nah, bro. Listen, I also like. I love Fire Emblem Three Houses, which. I, I might actually mention here in a minute about uh, Fire Emblem because I absolutely love Three Houses. Shout out to Ethos for putting me on to Three Houses. Oh, yeah. Ethos is putting
1: everybody on, but but we're, we're, we're going. But we'll, we'll talk about right. it when we get there because we're still on Nintendo, right?
0: I mean, it's all Nintendo yeah. related. Anyways, speaking of 2B in Near Automata, it is coming to the Switch on October 6th. Uh, do you think... Because you've clearly played Nier Automata. Do you think this would be a buy for you? Do you think you would Um, I
1: it? I haven't bought it. I actually was in the sessions of Studio Henshin. Which they have a full let's play of the game. A full let's play on Studio Henshin.
0: Our friends. Yeah. Our friends at Studio Henshin. Yes, Hinchin. they actually played which,
1: it from beginning to end. They did all the endings. And it was a journey. I did some awesome...
0: Wait, they Yeah. They did all the endings. Uh,
1: they did all the endings. Oh oh that's a, that's coming up. That was in the I original Nier. It. They played the original Nier. I, I actually spoiled it. Cool. Uh yeah, we're working on Near Autonoma. So, um, we're it's coming back, yeah. I
0: didn't I didn't I didn't realize they they did all the endings. Um
1: Yeah, they Yeah, no, they're I'm working still- on that, so um, they're editing all that footage for them and we're supposed to put it on YouTube, or we might just put it put it out the ether. We're, we're still working on that, but um, also I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it
0: now. I'm gonna mention it in this recording because it'll go up mm-hmm. before next week. Uh, this episode will go up before next week. Uh, Studio Henshin. listen, guys, uh, we need to do a multiverses stream next week next weekend. Uh, just saying. Yeah,
1: sure. Okay. Like uh, we'll we'll try to do it first first. First
0: Demented Media Studio Engine Collab will be multiverses. I'm putting that Yeah put on the it on universe. the Ether
1: man. But you were saying. Oh oh I, I was about to talk about Bomberman, like uh um Bomberman, I'm kinda cool on Bomberman, Bomberman, okay. Remake of Pac-Man World. That's actually interesting. Five years ago. <laughs> so i never i never got to play it. like i said five years I never ago got to play world. <laughs> but um <laughs> but pac-man world did you did you play did you yeah play like world? way back in the day like when i was a kid and didn't know any better and i rage quit that was the first game i actually rage quit yeah because really? i didn't know how to play video games i was a dumb stupid kid and i was like you know what that's all right you know, I, I it will probably bring back some memories, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, what else? Because there was there there was a Pac-Man like a,
0: one of those 3D Pac-Man games that I played on. You remember the demo? Oh discs yeah. That we used oh, yeah. to have. Not... there was one there was one we had for the PS2 that had a pack like 3D Pac-Man game like that that I used to play all of the time. Like I would just put in the demo disc and constantly just play that. Um, but I don't remember which one it was. But seeing like a remake of Pac-Man World, that's kind of cool. I never got to play the original, so you know I might pick it up. It depends really on what comes out. You could. Um, I think for me. Is
1: it going to be on uh, the Nintendo Switch, or is it going to be on our Lord and Savers um, Game Pass?
0: I don't think it is. I think it is a
1: Switch exclusive.
0: I can look that yeah. up real fast.
1: Our Lord and Savior Ethos um, Game Pass.
0: He's the um, Game Pass missionary.
1: Oh, I thought he was the if Game Pass Pope.
0: That... No, no, he's the missionary. Oh, remember? yeah. Uh, if you understand, if you understand that joke and that reference, um, you have to automatically rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify.
1: Yes, and this will be the perfect time for a sponsor, but. We don't have a sponsor yet.
0: Man, don't 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 remind me that we don't have a sponsor.
1: <laughs> man, that would have um, been perfect for a better help like... uh, break right there. Like, <laughs> you know, we could have just said, um, better help, uh, we all get burned out sometimes, so you know, we have a lot of delays in our episodes, but you know better help is good. We get to talk to somebody on the internet. <laughs> So
0: I looked it up. It looks like the Pac-Man World repack might be on multi. It might be multiplayer, because I'm showing a PlayStation 5 version and an Xbox yeah uh, version. We... Uh, no word, no word on if it's gonna be on Game Pass, but it will be on multiple.
1: Yeah, platforms. we get to play it on our Lord and Savior's Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey. Wait, Aaron chill. Aren't you trying oh, to get yeah, a PS5? Oh yeah, I'm trying 5? to get a PS5, but you, they they know we're joking. They know we're joking.
0: I don't I don't know, man. PlayStation fumbling bags left and right like with Discord. Yeah,
1: but uh, that's all right. Um, also Mario plus rabbits. You know who isn't? Oh man, you did. Oh yeah.
0: It. I did. I was going to say I was going to say you know who isn't fumbling a bag Nintendo with
1: Mario yeah, Rabbids. Yeah. But um um quote-unquote rabbits from nickelodeon um nickelodeon stars rabbits because i refuse to mention rabbits without rayman no 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 we they killed rayman where we're going to mention the nickelodeon tv show if you remember that nickelodeon's rabbits i'm not over that
0: um (laughs) So did you did you play the first one? Yes, on with Switch?
1: the uh, Donkey Kong DLC. Remember? Yes, I did.
0: Yes, um, I. I'm gonna be honest again. It isn't a game I ever finished, but I very much from what I did play of the first one, I very much enjoyed. Uh, would you say you're looking forward to the sequel? Yeah, we we
1: get to see Rosalina, and I enjoy Rosalina. She's pretty cool.
0: Rosalina is my girl. She is my girl and I will continue to main her in Mario Kart 8.
1: Is it because she tall? It yeah. might be. Don't don't expose me. <laughs> don't
0: expose me on de, on my show. Hey, what,
1: don't don't what, worry. What like doing? um don't worry, because um, you're about to expose me, so we're getting um the Persona series from three to five. Well, three portable, but Oh,
0: Hold on! Oh, oh. Hold on! Hold on! Don't tell me that you're a big Persona. No, fan. I'm
1: a big Mega Ten fan. I am a fan of Shimogami Tensei.
0: Oh God! Here I love go. Shimogami
1: Tensei. I'm okay with Persona. Persona's cool. Um, you know, friend of the show, rapper Danny Brown, is a fan of Persona Five. He always goes for the teacher. You know, I'm gonna go for the teacher in Persona Five. <laughs> because Aaron likes older women that's just my thing nothing wrong with that yeah we know We know <laughs> but um but uh persona 5 is coming out persona 5 royal edition is coming out it opportunity first yeah so it's not
0: yeah it's not regular persona five it's persona five royal persona 5 royal persona 4 golden and persona three yeah. are all coming yeah the they're switch. all the only one we have a date for
1: is yeah the, Royal. yeah, Royal is the only one with the date. But I mean, like you got the best versions of those games, and I mean, like I can go into Mega Ten all day. But um, you know, and I just finished um, Shimogami Tensei Five. I have thoughts on that, but that will be another um, another talk.
0: Maybe maybe I'll just task you with doing your own yeah special. I'll pro- yeah,
1: episode. just a me episode. Make, Make it a, bonus, a bonus, yeah. You can put that on the Patreon, just a dumb bonus I... episode. Aaron tries to explain... Hey,
0: yo, speaking yeah. of the Patreon... Speaking of the Patreon... <laughs> uh, go to patreon.com slash Media to get yeah. special access.
1: You get episodes early.
0: Because I promise, if you'll get episodes early... And I promise that if you start going to Patreon, you give us a little something, I will go back and do reviews for... I think I did... What was the last video game review I did? Then you gotta
1: do um, Horizon Zero Dawn. (laughs) Horizon Zero Dawn and then the new Horizon. And then we get to see Butterknife. We will forever call him Butterknife. You want me...
0: Aaron, Aaron you want me to go back and replay Horizon Zero Dawn to do a fucking retro no interview?
1: you could have just uh, do you know you could have me- just um, say I remember it from the top of my head and call it a day yeah Again. you don't have to play it now you could just uh, remember what you played and then you could just play the new game on top of that and just I mean I already played the new yeah, game yeah you finished, finished it dude. so yeah was it good. was good but uh, speaking of um, an uh, update on the game, <laughs> we got our Bay Bayonetta, with three. We got a whole new trailer. This game was been in development for a minute.
0: Alright, hold on. Can I just yeah. say this real quick? So, if you follow me or Aaron on Twitter, you will see that, like, or even in past episodes, he mentions how I might lose it if God of War Ragnarok is delayed now imagine that times 10 for Bayonetta oh boy
1: <laughs> I
0: f- fucking love Bayonetta and I still to this day never got to play Bayonetta 2 I'm trying to get through Bayonetta 1 again so I can go back and finally play 2 cause it was only, I think it was only on the Wii it was, it was either only on the Wii or Wii U but I, so for that fact I never owned a Wii myself so I never actually got to play Bayonetta 2 um however that being said i fucking love bayonetta it's one of my favorite games of all time and oh all right Aaron. hey no oh worries no worries oh, um
1: we got a release date finally bro i know you're hyped for it it's coming out october 28th
0: just in time for me to play through bayonetta 3 before we'll yeah to
1: do it. I don't yeah, yeah spoil I don't spoil of the, the show because i know you're hyped <laughs> But we're going to Discord. They're being really disloyal.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, you remember that time where I made an episode in MediCast and named it PlayStation Plus Discord? Because, uh, you know, they made a deal together where they were going to work together. And then the only thing that came out of it was you can now link your PlayStation account with Discord so your friends can see what you're not playing on on your brand new PS5, because that shit ain't got no games? Well, apparently, PlayStation is not only fumbling games, but they're also fumbling bags and deals. Yeah, big bags. Xbox and Discord official. Yeah, Xbox and Discord officially announced today, as of recording this episode, uh, that... You will now be able to have Discord on your Xbox.
1: Yeah, that's that. And Aaron, what
0: is this? What is this doing for you? I
1: mean, like, um, you might change this episode to Aaron wants an Xbox now, but I ain't going to flip flop. <laughs> I'm not flip flopping just yet.
0: Can we? Can we? Can we name you? Can we name you the Xbox shell of Demented
1: Media? I mean, I I love both. You know, I love both. I love Discord. I love P- PlayStation, you know. I guess they're just trying to have a happy medium and you know, nothing wrong with the program trying to get money, you know. It's fine.
0: Do you do you th- do you think that we could still be like just waiting for the announcement that Discord is becoming like fully integrating with PlayStation? Do you think that still might be on I the think table? that will be
1: on the table and that Xbox is getting Discord just for the basics. And I think that PlayStation might add extra things to it, so there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, because like, I mean, yeah, like,
0: I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like the deal they made last year felt like when they made that announcement, it felt big. Like it felt like PlayStation might have come up with a deal and maybe dropped a pretty penny with this. Yeah.
1: Coin. So you know.
0: And. To only, to only have that weird thing of, like, now your PlayStation profile can be linked to it. So when you're playing a game on PlayStation, it'll tell your Discord friends. It just feels weird that that's the only thing we've seen out of that kind yeah, of... Yeah,
1: I think there are more features that they're trying to work on and figuring out the bugs. You know, like, no desync issues um, and anything like that. Like, um, Halo Infinite yikes this man this man I told y'all I
0: told y'all this is why I brought Aaron on the show permanently this man knows how to do a goddamn transition
1: <laughs> yeah cause um Halo Infinite they're suffering from desync issues when players use melee attacks like man I thought the June June team shit with um Halo Infinite was bad wow when I saw the desync Ooh. issues I was like eh I don't know about that I don't know if I want to get the game. Did you
0: play? <laughs> did you play any? Uh, play no,
1: I didn't drawing? have an Xbox. I don't have an Xbox. <laughs> you had a PC. Um, I have a laptop, not a PC, a laptop. And I don't want my uh-huh. laptop to explode because that's how I make my money. I got to do my drawing somehow.
0: Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So we need to get you a... We need to get you a PC. I
1: need a PC, I need a PlayStation 5, and an Xbox. I need them all.
0: It can be, it can be a Series S, too. It doesn't have to be the Series okay, S. Okay, Series be S, Series
1: because S. I don't need to buy... I don't need to go to GameStop, because GameStop is hustling people now, so you know.
0: GameStop is gross. Notice how I don't put GameStop news on my show? Fuck that. Uh. But yeah, no, Halo Infinite was suffering from. I mean, this is an old news article. I don't know if it's still happening. Uh, this was on there because the, we were supposed to record a show a few weeks ago. But uh, this was this was happening to a few players on Halo Infinite. Every time they would melee, they would be desynced, and it just goes to show that Halo Infinite really wasn't the saving grace. That we all thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, it was just the um, game as sorely. Yeah, fall off. It, it
1: really fell off, and it was. Um, des- I guess it was deserving of its. Um, you know, deserve getting ragged on. And speaking of rags, drumroll, please. Yo, I guess you'll add that post, but um. Oh no! Oh, no I did cool, it for cool, you. cool, cool, cool. Okay, <laughs> um, your game. It's finally finally about to come out.
0: I when I tell you that I almost cried like okay, listen. I I'm not an insane person. I don't think God of War would win Game of the Year or anything like that. Like when it's going up against a game like Elden Ring, absolutely not. If you think that this game is going to Do anything where it like pushes forward the medium in any way, you're an insane person. Like this is what the fucking seventh or eighth game in the entire franchise. Yeah, think this is Um, like
1: the seventh game. I don't. Yeah, you're right.
0: I don't. I don't expect anything groundbreaking in terms of gameplay. But that being said, I love God of War. Uh and just to finally know that my hope of holding out for a release date this year finally came true is just amazing. Uh and to see we didn't the only thing I hate is that instead of giving us a weird CGI trailer, you should have just given us more gameplay. I'm so tired of CGI trailers. Give me the game. Like, give me the game itself. Show me what the game actually looks like. Um, but it's nice to have a release date. It's coming out, what, November 9th? I believe.
1: Yes, November 9th. Yeah, that's 9th. not too bad. Like, uh, I know that you're super excited. I know that um, you were going to ride if um, if they were going to move it to next year. But we're getting it this year. And that's just enough time for you to beat yeah. Baedet at three. You have enough time now.
0: I think I told you. I think I told you that I've got a war got delayed. That
1: um, I might need, and I, somebody might need to call. Yeah. So you know what? So that's good fate. <laughs> and let's see what else is happening on the news. Uh, what about Assassin's Creed? We got some Assassin's Creed news.
0: Um Aaron, I think I've asked you this before. What's your history with the Assassin's Creed? Avengers? Um I
1: played Assassin's Creed One, Two, Brotherhood, Revelations and three and then after that I fell off at the black flag.
0: Okay. Hold on, really quick before we jump into Assassin's Creed stuff, there's a few more things I want to hit on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's, let's rewind to
1: about. Ragnarok. Rewind. There we go. About
0: about the gameplay thing, because like, there's, I think we all know, Sony fanboys are the absolute worst, and there's a few of them that think this game is going to be better than Elden Ring, which. Fine. you can believe that all you want it's not true um, just in terms of like innovation and what Elden Ring really did I just there was somebody specific and shout out to Gaming Illuminati on I think it's not their most recent episode of their podcast but the episode before they brought up at TBH brought up somebody who was talking about how the thor fight in god of war ragnarok is going to be like a definitive fight in video games like it's going to change everything for fights in video games probably and i basically probably wa- and i want to talk i want to talk about that because like i don't think so like I think that's a pretty insane claim to have, especially when we've only gotten one piece of gameplay for this game and it's coming out yeah, in November. Yeah, so
1: you know what? we got to be patient. It's supposed to be the final game in the series. It's definitive.
0: Ugh, I, don't, I don't know about that. They confer- Did you play uh, 2018? Um, I just downloaded
1: uh, 2018. 2018 because it was free 99 last month. Is it actually? It might yeah, still be um, free. Was that the July? I year? believe that is um, the June game, but it was free ninety nine, boy. Name? Free ninety nine. It was. And I have yet to play it because um, so, I've been playing Mega Man Zero Collection, and I've just been trying to beat the game. But you know, the game is infamously hard.
0: I have a minor spoiler for 2018. It's to do with different,
1: like, yeah, like I said, I don't yeah, know if you uh, care. I I think that the protagonist will change after this game. That's all I will say.
0: Well, I was just meaning like there's a it's a tiny tiny
1: spoiler about like the existence of other mythologies, yeah, like, uh, another I gods. have a feeling that the protagonist will change after this one. Because it's implied that something's um, going to happen to Kraos.
0: So, I don't think this is ever going to be... Like, God of War will, I think, always come back in some way. Especially because in God of War 2018, they do confirm the existence of other gods. And other, like, the Egyptian gods and stuff. So...
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which I think would be super dope for the franchise to go in, like it, to go almost like an anthology keep, type deal. Keep keep Kratos around and have him just fight every god in every single different uh, mythology and like belief. Just do it. Have him fight everybody because
1: <laughs> he can do it. Man, watch watch how Kratos is going to turn into the Old Testament God. Watch. Yeah, going back to
0: Assassin's Creed. uh, What do you What do you think about Assassin's Creed finally going to feudal Japan? It's been a long requested setting for. Um, it's six years too late, man. I myself. Yeah, six years too
1: late. late. Like they should have gone to uh, um Asia since Revelations, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think, especially with Ghost of Tsushima already out, and like Sucker Punch doing such a phenomenal job with that game, and that basically being the Assassin's Creed game I've always imagined for feudal Japan, like I just don't think I want want that anymore.
1: Yeah, I I honestly think that um, they took too long, and you know what? That's all right. That is a okay but at the same time we we got to understand that uh yeah they were late ubisoft kind of dropped the ball and uh, that's all I, yeah. that's all I have for that one cuz ubisoft I, eh, yeah I mean for those for the that's
0: all right sorry um for those wondering there's a rumor going around that Feudal Japan could be a setting for Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is the live-service-style game that Ubisoft is reportedly working on. They kind of confirmed also after it was leaked, but we don't really have any true details about. And I just think that it's a little too late. I think it should have been done a lot longer ago, and I think after Ghost of Tsushima, I just don't really care if they go to Japan anymore. What I would like to see, uh, with whatever Assassin's Creed Infinity actually ends up being, what I would like to see is them explore Xiao Jun and her story in an actual full-length AC game versus the weird side-scroll 2D Chronicles game that
1: we got. Yeah, like, um, yeah, they kind of missed the mark, but you know what? Ubisoft been uh, fumbling in the back for a minute. So I mean, TBH, uh, TBH, maybe, maybe uh, mentioned should, this so many times. So you know,
0: maybe, maybe Ubisoft should be like, should get a hostile takeover.
1: Maybe, maybe that's what they do need. Well, never say never, man. We're moving on. Never say never. <laughs> I actually don't have a but transition for last this one. Bit of
0: I don't either. Uh I'm just going to move on. That's the last bit of gaming news that I have for this episode. Um there's there's been some stuff that maybe I'll add on for the next episode, but that has been it for gaming news. On to our film and TV stuff, which we got some. We
1: got s- Har- Harley Quinn season three.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you have you watched the Harley Quinn show?
1: Yeah. Um, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. They they press the button on that um, Harley Quinn Poison Ivy relationship a little fast for my taste, but hey, I, I hope that um, their relationship gets more development as they go along. It's kind of interesting to see what's going on with that and I actually like the fact that the series takes a look into Harley's uh, mind and how she thinks of Batman and the whole supporting cast. so I like that um, I'm excited. So I actually have I
0: actually have I think might this might be a hot take, but I think by the end of season three, Harley and Ivy
1: should break up. Ah, it might be. But it might be kind of predictable too. Now, hear me out. It it might be predictable as well.
0: As somebody who absolutely loves New Girl, I think New Girl has one of the greatest love stories in a sitcom, or just in a TV in general. Because one of the great things about their Nick and Jess romance in New Girl is they give you that romance fairly early into the show's run like they give it to you in season three of the show but then they break up and like the great thing about their romance and how they develop it is they know that Nick and Jess get together too early in the show and so every relationship everything they go everything that those characters go through after they get break up Is teaching them something to make them then realize the type of person the type of relationship they should have together so it makes their relationship even stronger and I think Harley and Ivy should break up at the end of season three that way it gives the characters even more time to grow and mature so by the time the end of the show happens they're truly, truly good together.
1: Man, that got super deep. <laughs> but um, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one
0: thing I did want to ask you about is in the trailer for Harley Quinn season three, we see them falling through the sky. I don't know if you picked this up, but there is a point in the trailer as they are falling; it is the exact like um animation style of Batman the animated series yeah it might you know, be we just don't uh know much.
1: i think it just might be a cutaway gag honestly you think so yeah it might be I was just uh, say, we
0: don't know much about like the storyline for season 3 so
1: yeah they're just I, I i it's just two ladies having fun and having a romantic getaway no spoilers. Um, are you,
0: but I'm I'm assuming you are excited for season three. It drops. Yes, item, I uh, yes July I 28th. am.
1: <laughs> yes, I am. I'm actually pretty excited, and I'm hoping to see more development with um, Harley and Poison Ivy. Cause um, season two, I'm not gonna say it came out of nowhere, but it, it, wow, they kind of fell in love super fast. But they
0: do. I don't think I don't think they fell in love super fast, but I do think they rush it.
1: Yeah, because it seems Poison Ivy likes to take her time, you know. But in the show, she's great too, so you know that's fine. Um, yeah, I
0: feel like her. I feel like her switch from being in love with Kite Man to just realizing I'm in love with Harley—it's very sudden.
1: Yeah, but I like mean, just, like there it's are like a switch. There are relationships like that in real life, <laughs> yeah.
0: That, uh,
1: yeah, they, they. I wouldn't know I'm alone. Oh, um, I, I had plenty of those. Uh, we'll talk about it in the in the in the bonus episode, right after the therapy episode. Yeah the the homie check episode. Um, but um, oh yeah, um, Madam Web. Uh, oh yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Sony's Madam Web. Um, yawn. Uh, Emma Roberts, Troy, Dakota Johnson, and Sydney Sweetie, and Sony's Madam Web. Hold on,
0: hold on, Aaron. Hold on. I did not just hear you say yawn.
1: Yeah, cause it's it's Madame Web. Why does that character need a movie like a solo movie? Do you I... not? Do you not know about Madam Web? Yes, I know about Madam Web, but not a whole movie. Like, she could have been a character in Spider-Man um, Enter the Multiverse um, or in the Multiverse. You know what I mean? She she works in, as a supporting character, but I don't know about a full movie. That's not something listen, that I, I, I don't know if that's going to work. I'm excited
0: for this. For the simple fact that it brings up a shit ton of opportunities. And not only that, but the app, the cast that they have for this movie so far, like Dakota Johnson, Sidney Sweeney, Emma Roberts, and then most recently, uh, they added, oh, shit, what's his name? I gotta look this. Ah,
1: uh, the guy for that one show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy from that one show. He's, uh,
0: yeah. He's such a good actor. And I'm so mad I can't think of his name. Don't
1: worry. It'll, it'll pop in your head. But um Sony... Adam Scott. Adam oh, Scott. Adam Scott. Yeah. But... uh Like, the cast alone
0: is what has me hyped for this movie.
1: Yeah, but always remember, the cast is not what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about the cast. I'm worried about the script. Because Morpheus... I um, I mean Morbius. Oh my God, that was so bad. I was so mad. I saw that in the movie theater. Did you watch it? Yes. It was hold on, okay. Bad, bro. It was bad, and I saw the cut, the cut with the Spider Man, where they mentioned Spider Man. I was like, oh, now you're gonna mention Spider Man. Wait, you thi-? saw an early screening? Yes. Yes. I saw an early. Spring. Hold on. Why
0: is this the first? Why is the recording of this show the first time I'm hearing that you saw an early cut of fucking
1: Morbius? I need you to go in depth because I need to know. No, no, no. Because um, I saw the movie with the NDA, so I signed an NDA, and we, we, oh, yeah. So. So, yeah, I never saw the version that y'all saw in theaters, but I saw that scene with the Spider-Man.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it.
1: Oh, yeah, don't I see it. I refuse to watch that movie. Yeah, they spider, uh, Spider-Man spider was literally erased. And they never explain why Vulture was there. They just talk about Spider-Man. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, why so, the hell is Tyrese in this movie? Why is he in this movie? This is- why is Jared Leto this? Blah, 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 blah. It was bad. It was terrible.
0: What, what is what is the Spider-Man connection to
1: Morbius? Uh, Vulture. Since you saw... Since you, it was literally Vulture. That's it? That is it. Like, um, in the trailer that you see Spider-Man in the background, nope, that's not in the movie. That is not in the movie. They don't even mention Spider-Man to the end. And I heard they cut okay, that so scene out. Okay, so even
0: the version... So even the version you saw cut out all those references to, like, the Mark Webb Spider-Man and the Raimi Spider-Man. Yes, Okay,
1: so Spider Man is. I almost, thought you
0: were saying. I thought you were saying you saw a cut with those references.
1: No, the like. Okay. The only thing that they mentioned Spider Man was that the weird mid credit scene, and I was like, "Cool, um, is this a variant?" No, they literally just stated that he has an issue with Spider Man. Yeah, it's like,
0: yeah, it's it's the MCU Vulture. Yeah, and it's which like. Is like what
1: (laughs) yeah how is he here because with um spider-man no way home that doesn't make any sense what's going on how how is this working also like they use they use no way home's logic of like why
0: doc ock and green goblin show up they use that logic to try to explain why vulture is suddenly a Morbius universe but it's like He wasn't from Morbius' universe. Yeah. So why the fuck would he get teleported there? Yeah, how do you get teleported? And then he just magically... He just magically finds a new Vulture suit in this universe? And why would he go to team up with... Like, it's just... uh, Sony. You know what makes me so mad about this? It's not just the fact that Spider-Man is my favorite comic book character ever created. It's the fact that, like... Sony has made good Spider-Man type films. Like, they legitimately made the greatest Spider-Man film in one of the best comic book films. Yet, they just can't seem to make good films based off the villains. And, like, I didn't put it on here, but I don't know if you saw the script or, like, the plot for the Craven movie. Oh, don't
1: Lee. get me started. That made me upset. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Craven?
0: Craven and Mysterio are my favorite Spidey villains, and oh, uh-huh. we won't talk about it. We won't talk about it. Yeah,
1: we 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 won't talk about Craven. I refuse.
0: If you want to hear me and Aaron talk about that Craven movie and like the spo- supposed leak for the plot, you have to pay.
1: Yeah, um, join us on Patreon. Send a, send a cash app. <laughs> send us a cash app or join the Patreon. Cause I refuse. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a no no. Uh oh yeah, there's a Barbie movie coming out. Uh. All right, hold on, hold on though. No, no. I mean, I heard news. Is the bu- I heard is n- the Barbie
0: movie going to be a Morbius or an Infinity? War?
1: I don't know because like, the only news that I got was Ryan Gosling's obsession with uh, butt stuff. Excuse me. Yes. So uh, uh Ryan Gosling has this really awkward interview in which he talked about doing butt stuff and then Evan Mendez confirmed it and I was like, oh, I mean, cool uh, you know Evan Mendez is great, you know, but, but I mean that's a little personal. I mean, I guess people at the premises. But, yeah, I didn't need to know that Ryan Gosling so, likes to do butt stuff. <laughs> butt stuff with, uh, with Evan Mendez. I mean, I, yikes. I'm,
0: I'm not going to lie to you, Aaron. I might go see this movie. I might actually pay money to go see this movie.
1: Are you saying that because you want to simply... see Marco Robbie?
0: Absolutely. But it's also... <laughs> My boy Simu is in this movie.
1: Oh yeah! Uh,
0: follow me. Uh, if yeah. you follow me on Twitter, you will know that I have been praising Simu, not just for Shang Chi, but also I watched all of Kim's, Kim's Convenience on Netflix last year, and he's such a delight. And if you if you can pick up his book, We Are the We Were Dreamers, or We Are Dreamers, or something like that trying to remember the title um let me look it up simu liu book we were dreamers in immigrant superhero origin story is his book i recently listened to all of it on audible because i don't typically read a lot anymore i typically use audible for my books hey audible
1: Uh, sponsor us
0: audible give me that sponsor please
1: yeah give us that check cut the
0: check um, but i recently listened to all of his stuff on Audible, on his book on Audible, which he reads and narrates himself, and it's his story of coming up in both China and then Canada, and as an actor, is, it's fucking heartbreaking, and I'm like, I'm getting emotional talking about his own story, but, um uh, yeah, save, wonderful. save and the I emotions, mean, I love that man, Save the emotions. I love that man. Save the emotions for the next episode. <laughs> but uh Simu, if you ever hear this, I love you and you're such a great human being and I want to see you prosper.
1: Yeah. He's going to prosper. Barbie's going to make a lot of money. Bert just daughters. like another
0: person that's going to prosper.
1: Kevin Smith, our boy Kevin Smith. He just unleashed Clerks 3 trailer and the release date. You know what? So, Aaron, give me some of
0: your thoughts on Kevin Smith as a director. Oh, Kevin
1: Smith! Uh, he he could make some really cool movies. I, I I I've never actually seen a bad Kevin Smith movie. I've seen a weird Kevin Smith movie like Tusk, but his movies are pretty solid. Like Tusker Yoga Hoosers. <laughs> yeah but you know like clerks uh i saw the original clerks it was pretty cool clerks 2 uh got me really into rosario dawson she was really cool in that she was like the cool friend that you always wanted to have in clerks 2 and clerks 3 she's back along with the cast and jay and silent bob everybody's going to make comments on how um silent bob lost a lot of weight I commend uh, Kevin Smith's which health and commend, he, and commend uh, fitness, which is good.
0: I'm actually kind of glad that you're taking the first round of this because, I mean, you you know, because we've had conversations outside that you know, like Kevin Smith is my favorite director. Um, I'm I might get emotional actually talking about this. Um. I was supposed to also meet Kevin Smith last month and I didn't get the chance because he backed out of Dallas but seeing him finally get to make Clerks 3 and see it as a vision I'm not kidding I'm actually getting emotional uh, seeing him finally get to make that a vision because he's wanted to make a tr- a third movie to Clerks for years but couldn't get one of the actors on board. I believe it was the actor that that plays Randall.
1: Yeah. He couldn't
0: get on board. Yeah. Um, but after he had his heart attack, he was like, I'm making this a reality. And he did everything in his power to make it a reality. And seeing that not only, once again, in very typical Kevin Smith fashion, it's very much a meta commentary on his own life. Um, I can't wait for this movie. I think it looks great. It's Pete Kevin Smith. Mark Bernardin even made an appearance in the trailer. Who, if you don't know, Mark Bernardin is absolutely wonderful. He's the co-host on Kevin Smith's Fat Man Beyond podcast. Yes. I love that man. He's great. He's He even gave me... I don't know if you ever saw it, Aaron, but he gave me some great advice on Twitter when he was doing a quick Q&A. Like He gave me a lengthy set of advice for writing your own scripts and doing your own movie and stuff.
1: Yeah, I actually that remember I that. That by. was uh that was a little bit before we had our first round table, right?
0: You cut out a little bit. Oh,
1: sorry. I was saying that that was a little bit before we had our um round table. our, our yes. first round table. Um and so
0: Uh, I love both of them, and just to see that Clerks 3 is finally a true, realized vision is wonderful for me, because Kevin Smith is the entire reason I want to be a filmmaker. And so, I will be watching this movie with fucking tears in my eyes, and I hope that I get to go to Denver to participate in... Because as Kevin Smith does with his movies, he tours them around to different locations... And I hope that I can go to Denver to not only meet him, but watch this movie. Uh, essentially with Kevin Smith in the audience.
1: Yeah, that would be pretty and I think dope. it
0: looks great. Uh, really quick, I'm going to throw this at you. It's kind of a curveball, but out of the Kevin Smith movies you have seen, Aaron, how would you rank
1: them? Um, Chasing Amy is actually a favorite.
0: Really? I mean, no, I love Chasing Amy, don't get me wrong. Yeah, But is that your, like,
1: number one? Yeah, it's my number one. For two scenes. Two scenes in particular. Black Rage and Boo This Man. Those scenes in particular are such classics.
0: The Black Rage one is pretty fucking good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but I like Boo This Man. I I like that scene, too. Boo This Man is good. Boo! This man, like the hat drop, like the comedic timing on that is great. That alone is great. I mean, Ben Affleck is great. Shout out to Ben Affleck. He got a second chance. Got good, good on him. He married Jennifer Lopez this week. I'm
0: I'm very I'm very glad that him and Kevin Smith were able to like uh mend things because. Ben Affleck has my favorite scene in Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Oh yeah. Like his scene in his scene in that movie is my absolute favorite scene in that movie. Like
1: it's so well delivered. You think that he's gonna show up in um Clerks Three as a cameo? I think he's in he's in the trailer, I think. Oh, cool. I, I need to see the trailer again. It it's been it's been a couple days since I've seen it, so
0: yeah, I th- I believe he's in the trailer. If not, Kevin Smith did confirm that he was in it.
1: Yeah. Alright. And last but not least, so, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel's really good. Miss Marvel. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's really
0: good. Um, at the end of when we're done talking about Miss Marvel, we're gonna I'm gonna have you rank all the uh we'll uh, start and just say that Amon Valani is an absolute treasure in this role and I want to see her in more stuff in the MCU I love that she has constant debates with Ken Feige on the multiverse numeric uh designation for the MCU because Kevin listen I love you you're great but uh it is not it is not Earth 616 that is and will always be the main comic universe, uh, but it's great. It's got a lot of heart. Um, there's a lot of things that I myself can relate to. While at the same time, it's just good to see another culture. Um, the family dynamic is really fun. I feel so bad for Kamal as dad, and I think it's the first episode when he like he dresses all up and like this Hulk costume, and he's so excited to go with Kamala to uh, the Avenger Con, and she immediately just shoots it down. But, uh, should we say spoilers?
1: Yes. Um, so, um, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the end of Episode 6, please avoid it. Please just skip to the time marker, which um, Nomad Gamer will edit. Uh, Yeah,
0: I actually, I do plan on this episode having a video version on YouTube. So, what did you think about, let me start with this. What did you think about how they handled just Kamala and her family first and foremost?
1: I like how they how it's realistic if you've been around a lot of um, Muslim families they have a similar dynamic it is great I love it what more can I say I love it I love the show I love Miss Marvel I love the acting I love the characters it's one of the few Disney Plus shows that I actually care about the characters
0: what did you think about Aman Villani cause like this is her first real big
1: acting gig Oh, she's going to go far outside the MCU. I can see her being in stuff like The New Girl. I can see her being in Lee worlds like that. And as she grows up, um, she's going to be um, a pretty top top tier actress. She's probably in that same category as um, Zendaya.
0: I agree. I think she's phenomenal. Um, She's funny. She's witty. She, and she's also like. The thing I love about her is she is legitimately us. Like she's one of us. Uh she did a interview and I don't know if you followed them but New Rockstars she
1: Oh yeah, her New Rockstars.
0: She openly admitted to watching like New Rockstars videos. So like she legitimately is one of us. She watches videos on like mm-hmm. fan theories and like breakdowns and stuff. And to see her in a role like this in Miss Marvel, a character she also very much loves and has a lot of care for, is absolutely wonderful.
1: That is wonderful.
0: Um, I don't know if we should get to it just yet, um, but what did you think of just the show in general? Did you like its kind of wacky silliness, and I feel like, as an artist yourself, I feel like this show might have spoken to you quite a bit.
1: Oh, yeah. It's very artsy. It has spoken to me quite a bit. It's very artsy. It's fun. I just like it when a series is fun. It's fun, characters are likable, it doesn't hit a message- on top of the head, over and over again. I'm looking at you, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wow, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Like the message, it felt like I was watching a Pixar series. To be honest, don't say that because you know
0: you know the internet will use that against it. No,
1: I mean like a good Pixar. No, movie. no,
0: I know what you meant, but
1: yeah. A good Pixar movie, not fucking Cars. <coughs> oh, worse, Cars two, Cars three is pretty decent. Nah, I, I uh, refuse.
0: Um, I refuse to believe that.
1: <laughs> Cars three is actually pretty decent. It is decent. Is it on it's Disney not... Plus?
0: Can I watch it on Disney Plus?
1: Yes, Cars three is on Disney. All Plus. All right,
0: I guess I'll watch it. Cars three is very solid. Listen, I was, I couldn't. I couldn't even. Cars two, I know. I didn't even finish yeah, Cars Two. Was bad. I didn't even finish Cars Two. I couldn't. Oh, it is. It's right here. All
1: right. I'll yeah. Cars. Um, Cars One and Two was super white. I'm just gonna say that. I mean,
0: no, no. I it is. I don't. Second... I'm not disagreeing. I don't think the Cars movies are really that great. Yeah.
1: I mean, like um, Cars One and Two are the whitest Disney movies next to Home on the Range. <laughs> And that movie had Cuban Gooden Jr. in that movie, and it was so white. Um,
0: No, I don't disagree. I think Cars... I don't think Cars has really ever been that great. I I mean, Cars 1 is fun. Like, it's a fun movie to sit down and watch, but... In terms of, like, Pixar's pedigree, it's nowhere near one of their best. Yeah, that's true. Uh, A Bug's Life is so much better. A Bug's Life is a classic, though. So.
1: Oh, yeah. Bug's Life is a bona fide classic. We, there will be no Bug's Life s- slanders here. And it's one of the few Pixar movies that has bloopers. You remember the bloopers with the Pixar movies? Oh, I do. That plays during the credits? Yeah. I
0: miss that shit so much.
1: I miss that. Yeah, I miss that. And- but, um, Miss Marvel. Our, is, our childhood uh, is was a 9.5 really out of 10. 9.5? Oh, yeah, greatness, man. 9.5.
0: Whew. Was I... It was
1: fun. You know, and I haven't seen a series that I had so much fun with in a long time. It The characters are very likable. I like the show. Even with the issues with the. Change in her powers. I like it. It was fun.
0: So actually, let me, let me piggyback off of what you just said about the power change, real quick. Mm-hmm. I was very much because I think I talked to you about it. I was very much against changing her powers because one of the things about Miss Marvel, I was never big on Miss Marvel because like she didn't get introduced in like the generation of where I was typically reading newer comics. Because I didn't, a lot of my comic knowledge comes from watching videos from New Rock Stars or uh, there's another big channel I'm struggling to vary in. A lot of my comic knowledge comes from YouTube channels like that of deep dives because I didn't have a comic book shop that I could go down to all the time and buy comics. So by the time I got to the point where I was buying them. I was buying comics that I was more interested in. I was buying trade paperbacks. Ms. Marvel wasn't really a character that ever stood out to me personally. Because, let's be honest, I'm a fucking white dude living in America. Like, However, the one good thing the Avengers game did for me was turn me into a Kamala Khan fan. And I went on a deep dive of learning about this character. And learning that this character was created with the specific power she had. Because they didn't want her to have, and I'm using air quotes, pretty superpowers. And kind of changing that into these colorful, cutesy powers. Almost feels like a disservice. And feels wrong. And like you're almost ruining the character in a sense. But I think it's handled very tastefully. I think it's handled very well in the show. And hearing Kambala say in the finale. And Biggin. Fucking warmed my heart. And I loved it so much. And that's really all I have to say about that. Power
1: change yeah what about you Aaron I liked it it was fine uh
0: should we should we get to the big spoiler
1: yes the big spoiler time to run away kids go to bed
0: that theme song that theme song that we've heard so much in phase four yeah um and alright so do you want do you want me to say it or do you want to say it
1: you say it man
0: all right, uh, Kamala Khan in the comics is an Inhuman. Exposed to Terrigen Mist, goes into cocoon, emerges, transformed into the an in, an in, Inhuman. But she transformed like when she emerges from the cocoon, she looks like Carol Danvers. Blah, blah blah. It's part of her origin story. However, she's an Inhuman in the comics, in the show, and in the MCU, they have retconned her to be. A mutant. Yeah. Which feels both the most petty thing Kevin Feige has ever done, but also the most poetic thing Kevin Feige has ever
1: done. Yeah, it's super petty. I mean, like, man, we just trying to see what's going on. But it's also poetic because I didn't know
0: this until recently But the original creators of Kamala wanted her to be a mutant. And it was the old Marvel exec who was like, no, no, no. Because if you make her a mutant, Fox can take her and put her into the X-Men films. Yeah, but they brought Fox. So that's why she'd be. Now they have Fox. So it almost feels like them writing a wrong of the past. Yeah. Truly bringing Kamala back to what she was originally intended to be. And so for me, it feels both petty because it's Kevin Feige going "fuck you" for trying to make the Inhumans a thing. Because let's be honest, outside of Lockjaw uh, and
1: Black Bolt, the Inhumans. I suck. mean, I mean, Black Bolt got his head. I mean, Black Bolt got his brains blown out. So you know.
0: Yeah, like the the Inhumans suck. They're not good like they're not fun characters they they fucking suck i'm not gonna lie outside of black bolt and lockjaw the rest of the humans fuck them i could care less and even then black bolt was a part of the illuminati in the comics which the illuminati is one of the most prestigious fucking group of douchebags in comic history
1: yeah so it's kind of like huh it happens but uh it's both petty it's it's both petty and the Oh yeah. At the same but time. you you about to see how petty I am uh in the next episode cuz boy. <laughs> I'll talk about it in the yeah, we'll we'll I'm get we'll get it. to that in the next episode. But um outside of that it's pretty dope. What are you, what what yeah, what what are your it is thoughts fun.
0: Of, about her being a mutant? Her being the first official mutant in the MCU?
1: Well, I thought it was Professor X, but um, sure. Um, well, no, I mean like the first cool. one announced in the MCU. Oh, the first one to be truly announced as yeah. that not, that's in the quote-unquote 616. Main, yeah, main MCU. Quote.
0: No, I'm not calling it 616. Oh, uh, that's
1: cool. <laughs> yeah, we're not calling it 616, but I said quote 616, end quote. Um, yeah, it's cool. Like, I'm ready to see what's happening next.
0: How did it feel hearing that? Did you have the same reaction? And I I might still drop my roundtable for Doctor Strange. But did you have the same reaction hearing the X-Men 90s theme in Ms. Marvel that you did in Multiverse of Madness? Or was it a little bit more like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it was
1: more like, um, it's okay, that's cool. Because, yeah, I I honestly, I, mean, I didn't even yeah.
0: notice it when I watched the episode. I didn't realize that they put that in there until I was watching it at TikTok and somebody said they put that in there and I had to go back and listen.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things that uh, that we just need to go back and listen and hopefully we'll get to see more Kamala Khan. And especially that ending because I got to talk about that after credit scene. What was
0: what was the post credits Oh, it was Carol Danvers. I'll let you talk about that. Yeah,
1: one. we get to see Miss Marvel. So at the end, you know, Miss Marvel was just playing around with her with her band and then boom, she goes flying out of the screen and then who pops in the screen? Brie Lawson, the Ooh. lovely Brie Lawson. She's so fine with that haircut. I'm not gonna, I don't give, I don't care. Yeah, and she and she looked like she'd been working out too. She looked like she'd been working out. I don't care what anybody
0: yeah, says. Keep she's been working out. Y'all can shit on Brie Larson all you want. One, she's a phenomenal actress, and she's fine as hell. I listen to Black Sheep from Scott Pilgrim on a daily basis.
1: <laughs> I love Brie Larson. But you were set. Yeah, so, um, yeah, outside of that, um, yeah, it was kind of cool. Um, it was directed by, uh, oh my God, I'm going to butcher her name, but the, the director for Candyman, and I know she's going to do a fantastic job. I'm not going to butcher her name because my ancestors will not allow me to do that. So, um, it's good. I'm excited for the Marvels. Good to see Monica Rambeau. Um, I want to see what happens next. Like. I'm starting to notice people having major burnout of the MCU. And you know what? I don't care. I, I'm enjoying the MCU. So what? I'm enjoying it. Thor Love and Thunder was okay. It was okay for what it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. that I enjoyed it for what it was. But you can tell that um, a lot of modern audiences is starting to get MCU fatigued. And speaking of fatigued, you got an announcement.
0: Uh, yeah. Does that mean we're at
1: the end of the show? Are we at the end of the show? Yeah, we're at the end of the show. Like, we, we, yeah, we made it to the two hour mark, buddy.
0: Oh, Okay, um, I, first of all, I just want to thank everybody. I'm about to get real sappy and emotional again. I do want to thank everybody that listens to these episodes. I want to thank Aaron for agreeing to come on as a full-time co-host to Demented Cast. I'm excited to work with him in the future. Um, He's such a great guy. He's extremely talented. Um, And I'm excited to work with him further on what I'm about to announce officially. Um, And I'm also... You've heard Jose. He's been on the show before. Um, I will be dropping our Multiverse of Madness roundtable soon. But me and Jose, I brought Jose in on this project because I thought he could offer some very good insight to the show. But what I want to announce is that Demented Media will be expanding our podcast network into a new, brand new scripted podcast series. If you don't truly know Ooh. what that means, Marvel has done this with their Wolverine podcast and I believe they have a Wasteland Black Widow one now. And it's essentially think of it as a show, but all of it is audio.
1: Um, oh, I am very excited, and that you have a cast announcement, right? Yes. Um.
0: I will be announcing casting very soon. I will. I can say that. Jose is not only helping with pen scripts for certain episodes of the show, but he will be voicing one of our main leads, Seth. Um, Dark Arts is a project that is very close to my heart. It started as a fan made, like a fan made Satana story. Satana is one of my favorite comic book characters, and I don't think DC really gives her enough love. And I thought of this as a story, and it kind of evolved into what Dark Arts is. Uh, it Dark Arts is a magical fantasy story that follows Ruby Storm and her friends in the fictional town of Red Lake. Um, Aaron has Aaron is also going to be a voice or several
1: voices in this series.
0: Um, so you will
1: get to hear my uh, yeah you'll hear me say um, a lot of stuff and I am just very excited to get to the
0: point where I am now officially telling you about this you will begin throughout August you will be seeing so many announcements on it you will see our lead announcements you will be seeing um, ensemble cast announcements, I will tell you right now if you want to follow any of these people, you may do so. You can follow our official Twitter account at darkarts underscore pod. There is no artwork up for the Twitter account yet. Uh, if you want to see artwork soon, uh, bug Aaron about that because he will be working on that artwork hopefully soon if he's not too busy
1: yeah I'm gonna I be a busy bee I've been a busy bee but I might as well because uh, brother brother gotta work now he's a <laughs> Aaron is officially part of the demented media family so
0: he's kind of obligated at this point
1: yep I, I gotta obligate
0: it <laughs> um, but if you want to follow the Twitter account right now you can it's dark arts underscore pod. Uh, You can follow us there. And that is where all announcements will be made first. And I want to announce that we have already casted several leads. Um, If you follow and listen to our sister show, Rewatch Cast, my co-host on there, Godsent, is actually going to be voicing Phobos, our main big bad of Season 1 of Dark Arts. Um, Amy Amy Trost is going to be fo- voicing our main lead of Ruby Storm. You can follow her. I will, And I will have everybody's ads in the description of the episode. So if you need to, just go down there. You can find their ads on Twitter. You can follow all of them. And our main lead, one of our leads is Kaylee she is a asian american character she will be voiced by cheyenne fisher i will also have her twitter at in the description of this episode for you to follow her i am just so happy that we are now getting to the point where i get to officially talk about dark arts and i can't wait to share this story for you um I wish that we were getting to both announce Dark Arts and another project that me and Aaron have been working on for a few
1: months. Oh, um, you could talk about it. You could talk about nah, it. Nah, I
0: wanna, I wanna save it until we actually have it getting ready. Whether we do, whether we do that on our own or we actually get a studio to pick it up, I wanna wait until we actually have it being made. Um, but I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm very excited. Production will be starting for Dark Arts in the next month or so. It'll probably be starting in September, and the first episode is scheduled for December 2022. And I just want to thank. Ooh, every... that's
1: my birthday month.
0: That is. Um. So the first episode.
1: That's when I turned the big three zero.
0: Ooh, you're an old man.
1: Yeah, I-, I guess so. I guess I am old. <laughs>
0: Uh, so yeah, episode one of Dark Arts season one is scheduled for December 2022. It is created by me. It is co-written with Jose. He's been on the show. He's a great guy. I am so happy that I brought him onto the show because he's offered so much insight for the series. And I can't wait to see or show you guys what I've been working on in the background but um definitely as of right now that's all I am announcing it is officially called Dark Arts it will work as a sort of anthology podcast series and so first season will be all about Ruby Storm the second season that we do will follow a different character in the same universe um and eventually we'll go back to Ruby's story uh, but we will also jump around and tell different stories for different characters in that universe Um, sort of like if you are a fan of Dropout TV um, sort of how they do their Dimension 20 seasons, that is kind of how Dark Arts is going to work, it will be a different season typically every show so I'm very excited to show you more And um, make sure you're following myself, Aaron, and the Dark Arts Official Twitter account for more info in the coming months. Yeah.
1: Yeah, check out our content and super excited moving forward. And I guess that's the end of the episode. I was going to say,
0: I don't know if you have anything you want to announce. I mean, I know things you're working on in the background. I don't know if you want to say it here.
1: Uh Oh. actually i will announce it in the next episode because i already announced it on twitter but i'll talk about it more in the in the homie talk episode because uh there's context to it got it got
0: it okay well i think that is it for i don't even know what the episode number is at this point but as that is it for this episode of demented cast thank you for everybody who made it this far into the episode um, my closing statement is as always, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, write us five stars on Apple, and Spotify. It really does help us grow. It brings in new listeners and brings in opportunities for us. You can follow me at The Nomad Gamer. You can follow Demented Media at Demented Media. Our sister show is R, the letter R, watch cast you can follow dark arts at dark arts underscore pod and um i will kick it over to my co-host aaron for his final statements of the episode
1: uh, my final statements is the bad times never last make sure you drink water make sure you make good choices um be true to yourself live your own truth and follow me at adp sketches mk on ig instagram and facebook um I'm doing commissions, so you can call me to do commissions because I need work and a brother got to eat. So, you know what? We're trying to make big moves. Yeah, we're trying to make big moves. We're trying to get um, a whole lot of stuff. Um, Stay tuned for more uh, podcasts. Stay tuned for more projects. We got a lot coming up.
0: Um, But that is it for this episode. Until next time, with the. The Comic-Con speak. Peace. Peace.